Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I want you to go with me in your Bible to uh, 1 Corinthians. I don't know why I'm opening this. I can't see it. So, hallelujah. I don't know if they can. First Corinthians chapter 12. I've got it on my tablet here. I can, thought I could increase it, but I don't see how to increase the size. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 12. Let me find it. Amen. <laughs> this is a blast. You ought to be up here. I do. I have olive tree. I don't see where to increase it. I'm pinching it and, you know, spreading it out. That's as big as it gets. That's as big as it gets. Well, we'll have to deal with it. <laughs> you know, you may be laughing at me, but I guarantee you, if you did this for 42 years, you would have occasions like this where something weird would come up. Amen. Hallelujah. I can, I can, see, I have one contact that sees distance and the other contact's up close. And so my close one is the one that I had to take out. And uh, praise the Lord. Bear with me. Did I tell you where to go? First Corinthians? Yeah. I, I just can't see this little selector. First Corinthians chapter, uh, yeah, chapter 12. I'm just saying, you know, the process of elimination, I think that's it right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. And let's look at, uh, I think it, we want verse 18, I think. Can't see my notes either. Well, we're in a mess. No, it's 18. 18, where is that at? Ah, this is not a help. Hey, all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> This scripture that we can all read (laughs) says God has set the members, each one of them in the body. What does that next word say? Just. Just. If you were here last week, we learned that just is a little bit of a sassy word. Somebody, you say, well, they're just going to do just as they please. That just has a little sassy connotation to it. Well, God has placed the members all of us, in the body, just as he pleased. Amen. Now, go to the 28th verse. God has appointed. Now, that word appointed, this is the New King James, is the same word that's translated set. I guess it was translated that in the previous verse. But the two words are the same. God has set these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles, helps, uh, diversity of all these other gifts. But notice that God has set apostles, prophets, teachers, then miracles, gifts of healings. That really refers to evangelists. God has set the ministry offices in the church just as he pleased. Well, would it matter to God that someone take their place if they're called to be an apostle? What if somebody had the call of an apostle? God had, a, had, had ordained and appointed them to be an apostle, but they decided not to do it. They decided they didn't like the idea of, uh, you know, being in the ministry. I know God called me to pastor. And at first, I really... Uh, didn't know what to do because I couldn't see myself going into ministry. I, even, even ministry in general because I, I, I was embarrassed and I, I was shy in front of people. I was tongue tied and, and my mouth dried out and my hands got sweaty. Now, how can I be a preacher? Well, it would have been easy to just say, Lord, I just can't do it. Well, would the Lord say, well, bless your heart. I understand, son. No. I would stand before the Lord one day and he would show me all 
that should have been done that I didn't do, that I was unfaithful in. And I would have to give an account for that. Well, uh, God has appointed and set each member in the church just as he pleased. Well, would it matter then that you're in your place or not in your place? What, what about somebody, and I know people, and I know you probably do too. I know people who don't believe going, in going to a local church. Or at least they certainly don't, are not going to belong to a church. They might visit here and there and, of course, criticize everything they see and hear. But, but generally, they don't, they don't think it's necessary to go to a local church. But God has set each one of us in the body as he pleases. Now, people answer that and they say, well, I, I understand. I'm in the body of Christ. I'm in the, I, I believe in the church. I'm part of the church. I'm part of the body of Christ. But did you know you have no expression in the church outside the local church? Because if you follow this passage of scripture in, uh, go back to verse 18, the previous verses, go back to around verse number 12. For the, for as the body of, uh, is one, it has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body in Christ. So also is Christ. Christ's body is compared to the physical body. Let's keep reading. Verse 12, uh, verse 13. You're not a mind reader back there. I see that. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, all been made to drink into one spirit. Go to the next verse. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Go the, let's go ahead and put up a, can we put up a several verses? No? Okay. <laughs> if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, so therefore not of the body. If the eye shall say, or the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, so therefore not of the body. No, if, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members. The members have care for one another. It's impossible for someone to, to uh, experience Christ and to know him uh, uh, except in a limited way, only in a limited way will somebody, will a believer know Christ apart from his body. And that means involvement in the local church because we're members of one another and the eye and the, and the, and the hand coordinate with one another. And it goes on to say that, 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 that one member has care for another. Well, where are you going to do that on the internet? Reading your Bible at home? No, you're going to do that in the company of believers in the local church. Isn't that right? Amen. So it matters that we're in our place. Now go with me over to Ephesians 4. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Praise the Lord. I know he's looking to see what verse. Ephesians 4. And let's look at verse number... I think it's verse number seven. I can't read that either, huh? Yeah, that, I want to get to that. Now, if you're out of your place, well, let's go ahead and read this. Go ahead and put it up again. Each one of us, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. It goes on to say that uh, uh, when he ascended, that is when Jesus ascended on the high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, I wonder what kind of ministry that is. It's going to be the ministry in the church. Because let's keep reading. He gave some of it, but let's look at the next verse. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the many, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature, a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, 
But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things uh, into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole by notice, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Let's keep reading. Next verse. Is that the next verse? Yeah, verse 17. No, that's not it. Is that the next verse? Okay, okay, that's where it changes subject. Uh, God has put us in the body so that we can so that we can do our part and work with one another. No man lives unto himself. The Bible says no man dies unto himself. We are the Lord's and we're part of a body. Amen. And a local church is is uh, is a. Uh, uh, a local expression of the body of Christ. And in the same way, we're members of one another. Yeah. Now, uh, going back to this idea of being in your place, uh, you know, when things get out of their place, stuff didn't get done. When things get out of their place, when you're looking for them, you can't find them. Now, I have a... a sort of a shop. I have a storage area in my garage. And now my tools are not very organized in the garage. Okay. So, which is weird because we're both my wife and I are pretty well organized, but there's a reason for that. But anyway, my tools aren't very organized in my garage, but I know where they are about 70% of the time. (laughs) And I have Part of my problem is I've got a lot of tools that I've collected over the years that I don't use. And I, and I don't like to throw anything away. But I've got woodworking tools, carpentry tools in an area. They're not intermingled with my mechanical tools. And so when I'm looking for something, I go in there. And if it's not there, usually I put it somewhere else, you know. But uh, it's usually on top of my... <laughs> With a thousand other things is on top of the workbench. That's like the that's like the biggest category is stuff on the top of my workbench. But uh, if I go to the cabinet and can't find it, then I'm hindered in doing what I want to do. Same thing as happens in in the kitchen. We were in the kitchen yesterday, and we're standing at the at the uh, stove, and Angela said, "Where's my red spatula?" And she's got the drawer. You know, you know, there, when she opened that drawer, there weren't any any pie plant pans in that drawer. It was all small utensils. If you go to the to the cupboard, there weren't any forks and spoons up there mingled in with the with the with the plates and bowls. No, they're in their place. But she's looking for excuse me. She's <laughs> she's <laughs> well, glory. My eyes not working, but my saliva is spot on today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just have to laugh and go on. That's right. Amen. But uh, she was looking for her red spatula. We were standing there. She was she was making pancakes uh, yesterday morning. Where's your red spatula? And I said, well, here's the red one right here. She said, no, that's not it. Well, the red spatula was underneath something else. So she moved it. Oh, there it is, you know. But she needed it. She needed it right then. What if I had taken her spatula... Well, besides being in trouble, but what if I had taken her spatula and it wasn't there? Guess who would have suffered? Because I wouldn't have gotten my pancakes. Uh, When God is looking to do something, he needs people in their place. And the problem is he can't get you in that place real easily. Number one, he can't just make you be in that place suddenly. Let's say your place in a local church is teaching a class. And he needs you 
to do a certain thing, to bring out a certain uh, truth, or, or to add a particular uh, degree of efficiency to that class. And you've never even qualified yourself to be a teacher. You just come to church and you don't, you don't, you know, you're just not interested. Maybe you serve one place or another, but, but nothing that requires a lot of obligation on your part. You can kind of come and go when you, when you please. And uh, you're not in your place. Well, somebody else is there that he can use, but it's not his first choice. And if you've ever tried to use the wrong tool, it's not your first choice, but you just try to make it work. You know, if you try to use a, a screwdriver and, and you really need a large single, you know, straight blade screwdriver, but you can't find your big screwdriver. And so you have to, 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 uh, uh, get by with a smaller screwdriver. Uh, you could be in real trouble. Well, God can't make you or he could, but he won't. God won't make you submit to him and he won't make you be in your place. And, and here's the other thing. Even if you become willing, even if you hear my teaching and you repent and say, Lord, I, I'm willing, I want to do what you want me to do, you're not going to get in your place overnight. So when God's needing someone in the local church to do something, he needs everybody in their place. Or else what? Ministry is not going to be done the way it should be. Ministry is going to suffer. Because remember, he put apostles prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in the church for the, we read it just a minute ago, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That means there's ministry to be done besides that which apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers do. We, uh, you know, those of us in, in these lead ministries, we definitely have a work. We definitely have a, a job to do. But part of the big part of our job is to equip the, the members in the church to do the work of the ministry they're assigned to. And everybody has an assignment. Uh, Ephesians 4, what was that? What was verse 7 again? He said, To each one of us, grace is given. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. There's not, a, there's not a believer in the church. There's not a Christian in the church to whom grace isn't given. Now, this isn't talking about saving grace. This is talking about serving grace, ministering grace. There's not a Christian, there's not a believer anywhere in the church to whom grace, a special grace, has not been given. Not a one, because it says to each one of us. Isn't that right? Well, uh, that's really important. It's really important that we get in our place and find our place. Amen. Uh, let's go back to verse number 16 again. Ephesians four sixteen. Just kind of read through it. From whom the whole body, you know, the body is made up of many members, but it's one whole. And the same thing's true in the local church. That we need to have, we need to have an understanding of the body as being a whole body. See, a lot of Christians look at themselves as disciples of the Lord. They see themselves as uh, being united with Christ, but we're more than just, and they see themselves as believers. Oh yes, I'm a believer in Christ. But we're more than believers, we're also brethren. We're also brothers and sisters. And it's brothers and sisters together that make up this whole. Let's go ahead and leave this verse up here. Joined... And knit together, is, is there supposed to be relationship in the church? Is there supposed to be a closeness between the members? Do you, do you think, is there a closeness in, in, in the members of your physical body? 
Is there, is there uh, 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 recognition and appreciation, you know, from, from one member of your body, physical body with another? Oh, yeah. Well, the church is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. And, and over in Colossians, we won't go there, but in Colossians chapter 2, I think it's around verse 19, it says, uh, joined and knit together and nourished, nourished by every joint. So here it says, so we can add that to this, joined and knit together and nourished by what every joint supplies. That tells me that every one of us in the church are essential to the functioning of the church. Every one of us in the local church are essential to the functioning functioning of the local church. And there's a supply. See, every joint, every part of the body supplies something. And when that part, when that joint, when that ligament, when that part, when that uh, 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 part of the church is not in its place or not doing what God's asked, then the supply that God has for the church isn't available to the church. You have a supply. Each of us have a supply to bring. And but it, but it only, see, there is a supply, but it only works according to the effective working. The supply is only brought by the effective working. Everybody say working. Is everybody supposed to work? What do you think? Is everybody supposed to work in the church? I mean, you know, we can read, can't we? According to the effective working by which most of the church does its, no, every part, every part does its share. You have a supply to bring, but you also have a share. You have a share. It's not all up to Deborah. She, she doesn't have the full supply and she can't bring the full share, but she has a share. As each one, as every part does its share. Well, what, well, what will that cause? It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Well, is that a good thing? You know, uh, everybody has a share. And if you're not, let me say it this way. If you're not in your place, you're not doing your share. We hear that a lot. You know, we teach our children when they're growing up, you know, you got to do your share. What does that mean? Well, in the household, you got to, you know, you got to do your share. You, you know, you might have to, if, if you're small, that might be just, you know, putting your toys away. Learning. To put your toys away because that's your share. It shouldn't be your mom and dad's and your older brothers and sisters uh, to put away your toys. That's your share. Now, that's a small thing. And when people come to a church, to a local church, usually they start off with a small share. Because we're not, we don't expect a lot. We don't expect a lot from someone who's just become a regular in our church, you know, uh, we don't expect them to, to uh, be running the audio department. <laughs> you know. So everyone is given a starting share. But as that child begins to grow and begins to mature, he becomes responsible for a, a few more things. Before long, he's taught, in our house at least, he's taught... The reason I said, well, I won't say that. In, in our house, he, the, our children were taught to make up their beds. That was, that was a little bit bigger share. Because up until that time, mom and dad had to make up the beds. But there, the time, time came when your contribution to the, to the household means that you make up your own bed. 
straighten up your own room. Isn't that right? Well, now that's, that's greater than just picking up toys. But then, you know, you have some responsibility to clean your room. Now, you know, parents have different philosophies. But uh, I think most of us could agree that children could do something to clean their room. You may not be expecting them to shampoo the carpets. But you would expect them to clean up if they spill something or if they drop, you know, uh, you know, trash or something, schoolwork on the floor, you expect them to clean it up. So you don't wade in their room, wade through all this yesterday and last week, last month's, you know, trash laying around because they're expected to do their share. We, we, te- we raise our children for a purpose, just talking about just secularly, to what? To become adults. And that doesn't mean just to pass their 21st birthday. It means to take, when you say we're raising our kids to be adults, what we mean by that is we're raising them to take their place in society and be functioning adults carrying their load of the community. Isn't that what we expect out of, out of our children? We want them to become adults. We want them to move beyond just being able to pick up their toys and be able to take the load in the community to work on a job, contribute to society, be a member of their neighborhood, if they have a neighborhood uh, homeowners association, to do their part. To do their part. Why does everybody need to do their part? Because when nobody does their part, we have chaos. We have total anarchy. Well, in a local church... Your share should not remain picking up the toys. It shouldn't. You should move beyond. We will always have those uh, uh, things that we can assign to newer people. But some people just get set and satisfied. Well, I do my part, you know. And I'm not going to mention any particular ministry because that would sound like I'm degrading that there, it's all important. But, but at the same time, a person can grow, should grow, should take on more responsibility. So just, you know, just to, to, to use this illustration, I don't mean this to, to belittle ushering because ushering is very important. But it's, it's fairly easy to be an usher. It's a little more difficult to be a good usher (laughs) and to be a responsible usher. But it's just not that hard to show up and do what you're asked to do and to pass the offering plate. And you know what I'm saying? That, that, it's not that hard. Well, some people just want to stay in the easy things. And there are a lot of reasons for it. A lot of reasons for it. We'll go, that'll bring us to our next scripture. Go over to first, go over to Romans chapter 12. Look at Romans chapter 12 and let's look at, uh, let's look at verse, let's start in verse four. I'm not sure where it is. No, let's see, uh, let's, let's back up to verse three. Yeah, this is it. For this I say, through the grace given to me. Now, now this is the Apostle Paul speaking here. He's referring to himself. He said, I'm, what I'm about to say to you, I'm going to say by virtue of the grace that's been given to me. The Apostle had an Apostle's grace. Now, Apostle's grace is greater, is, is greater than the grace that's upon a greeter. A door greeter. It's a greater grace. So he said, I'm going to say this through the grace given to me. To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Now, if the, the it, next verse or two talks about functioning. 
We ought to have the same function. It's my, it's my belief that that faith there, go back to the previous words, verse that verse faith that word faith there isn't talking about the faith that you use to believe something and receive something from God it's the faith that's necessary to to operate and to function in your place okay he said through the grace given to me I'm going to say something here and it said to everybody in the church from the back road to the front not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has given to each one a measure of faith. Now, there's a lot of different ways that people think of themselves more highly than they ought to. That's a lot of different uh, applications. One, one comes to mind right away. We all, we all kind of think this way. Somebody thinks, well, I'm just too good. I'm above serving as an usher. Or I'm above working with children. All right, you know, I'm, I'm too important to stay at a fellowship, to stand uh, in line serving water and iced tea. At the, I'm, you know, I'm way too important. I am not being used to my capacity. Would that, be, would that fall under the category of thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to? He said, no one should think of themselves more highly than they ought to think. But... To think soberly, or you might say realistically, because God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith for our function. So that's, that's one, then I wrote something in, oh my goodness, freehand. Praise the Lord. I have no idea what that says. So that I don't, let me put it out here so I can see it. What does that say right there, sweetheart? And I scribbled it. I don't want a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't miss that. I'm glad that came to my memory. <laughs> I don't want a lot of responsibility. I just want to stay in this job because it doesn't require much responsibility from me. Huh. A lot of people are in a position or are in that kind of a attitude. You know, I'm, I'm okay right here. But if I take on more responsibility, I'll probably have to be in church more. And if, if I take on a, a, a second place in the churches, even a second sort of starter position like this, then that's going to, my, my opportunities for, for just going to the beach when I want to, or doing, going fishing when I want to, or staying home and sleeping when I want to, my opportunities are less and less, so I'm not going to obligate myself to too much. What is that? That's thinking of yourself. More highly. Now, he did say that we weren't to think highly of ourselves. This isn't putting, we're not saying that we should have a bad opinion of ourselves. But when you think of your needs and what you want above what other people want and need, you're thinking of, of yourself more highly than you ought to. We should think soberly how, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, bring your measure. And operate in that measure. And like I said, children, uh, as they grow, they take on more and more responsibility. Now, some people, another uh, way of uh, expressing someone thinking more highly of themselves than they ought, they want special, special recognition. I, you know, if, if, if they don't get the right pat on the back, or their name isn't called... Or if people don't, you know, make over them and tell them how much they appreciate them, then they get their feelings hurt and they don't want to serve anymore. Thinking more highly of themselves than they ought to think. Amen. You know, the Lord knows what you do. And you might not receive accolades and you might not receive commendation 
and praise from men. But when you're doing something unto the Lord, he knows about it. God, God does not uh, reward ability. God rewards faithfulness. God doesn't reward callings. God doesn't reward apostles for how many churches they planted. The apostle that, that preached on one continent versus apostle that went to three continents and an apostle who had a, a small impact and an apostle who had an impact on the nations of the world. God doesn't reward that uh, prophet who, or that apostle who had apostle who had such a great impact. God doesn't reward him greater than the other apostle or as far as that goes, the Sunday school teacher. Based on what they did because God is not a God of works. We're not justified by works. We don't live by works. God doesn't reward works. But God does reward faithfulness. See, everybody has gifts. And the apostle is a man or woman who is greatly gifted. All the the apostles in the Bible were men. They were tremendously gifted. And uh, other people in the church, all of us have gifts. But God, God gives us that. That's what a gift is. It's something that's given. It's not something you, you create. You don't make yourself something. God makes you something. Well, why should you get credit and praise for something God gave you? There's a scripture along that line. You know, if God gave it to us, then why do we act like he didn't give it to us? That we did it ourselves. But one thing God does not give, he doesn't, here's something God does not pass out to anybody. This is something you cannot get from God, and that's faithfulness. That's something that you have to develop. That's something that, that, that you're responsible for, and God rewards faithfulness. Oh, yes, he does. And, and he rewards the faithfulness of one just as much as the faithfulness of another, regardless of what the works were, the magnitude of the work. Amen. So a lot of people need recognition. That's thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. A, a lot of people need a lot of the pastor's time and attention in order to serve. If the pastor doesn't spend enough time with them on the phone, the pastor doesn't call them, if the pastor doesn't make a point of thanking them for everything, and, 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 if, and if Brother Steve or or, or, or uh, what's your name there, Deborah, or, or Iris, if they thank that person for their job, that's not good enough. They want me to thank them. They want me, they want my attention. Or Pastor Greg or Pastor Angel or, some, or somebody else in leadership. That's thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You do what you do unto the Lord. And you don't brag about it. You don't remind people how much you do. Amen. Uh, some people think of, them, of themselves more highly than they, are, than they ought to think by not being a team player. They'll work in the ministry all right. They'll serve in a department, but they want the department to change because they don't like the way the department's run. They don't like the decisions the department director makes. They don't like the policies. They think it's, they're stupid. And they think that, uh, that they have a better idea. And that everybody in, in, in the church ought to just change and do it the way they do it. And they, these people constantly have conflict with other people in the church. Because they're just asked to serve. And they, 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 are, they are so magnanimous that they're willing to serve to begin with. I mean, that, that is a true uh, expression of magnanimity is that I'm willing to serve. No, it's not. That ought to be enough, and everybody ought to cater to what I want. No, that's not the way it works. Thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Well, praise the Lord. This is, this, I didn't expect anybody to jump and shout today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every part doing its share. Now, you do realize that 
uh, my job is to preach the word. How many of you want me to preach the word? I'm, I'm to be honest, this is not a trick question. How many of you want me to preach the word? That's what Paul told Timothy. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Convince. How many of you want me to convince you when I preach? Go to, go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Starting verse 2, I think, where it says, wherever, wherever, wherever it says preach the word, wherever I was quoting. Huh? Yeah. You all, you all want me to preach the word. Uh, you all want me to be in season and out of season ready, right? You all want me to convince. You raised your hand. You said you did. How many of you want me to rebuke you? How many of you say, oh, pastor, come on, bring it on, bring it on. Oh, I just, I came to church just so hungry for a rebuke. I just need that. I just, oh, I just, how was church today? Oh, I got rebuked so soundly. <laughs> but you know, that's part of it. Exhort with all long suffering <laughs> and teaching, doctrine, teaching. You know, every part does its share. My wife and I were talking about this, this particular thing that people can share in yesterday I asked my wife, I said, how much have you and I contributed to the playground out here? Because the reason this came up is I asked Pastor Angela, how much do we still need? And she said, well, we need $3,000 still to come in on, is all that needs to come in on what we've already contracted for. But we know there's some, a couple of other small things. We probably might need a five or six, maybe, maybe six to finish the project. Because uh, we have a, uh, cameras that we need to, some security cameras need to put out, and that didn't get in on the planning. So uh, there'll be some more, you know, work to be done. So I asked her, I said, how much have we contributed? She told me how much we'd contributed. She then told me, I was astonished, that there's a man in this church. He's unmarried and has no children. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. But this man has contributed almost $20,000. He's unmarried. Did I say that? And has no children. And he's contributed 20, all, uh, just a few hundred dollars shy of $20,000. He's, he's done more than my wife and I've done. We've done several thousand. We haven't done that many. And I would say he's done above and beyond his share. Do you, do you think everybody has a share? Well, now that was a little slack. Let me say this. Wouldn't you think everybody has a share? So, well, I don't have any children. Well, neither did he. Neither does he. But it's not about whether you have children or not. Every part doing its share. Pastor Angela told me, and uh, she said there's quite a few people in the church. She didn't know this. She just kind of, you know, did a quick look. Quite a few people in the church, maybe 20 or so. I'm talking about adults with, with jobs, you know, career people who haven't given anything. Nothing. Zilch. Now, now you say, no, Pastor, you're, you're, you're going over the line here. You're talking about money. What did that verse say? Okay. Make sure I'm on, make sure I'm on, make sure I'm being scriptural. Some people haven't done anything. And, and we're not talking about people we don't know. We're talking about people that we all know and that are otherwise active in the church who have jobs, haven't done anything, nothing, zilch. They have no, they feel like they don't have any responsibility. What is that every part doing its share? This is just, I'm just bringing this up because it's, an, it's a good illustration. I didn't intend to illustrate it this way, but I asked this question yesterday because the reason I asked the question is I was wondering how much we had done. I was checking ourselves. What have we done? And uh, we, have, we have teenagers in this church who, who, who are still in high school. And it's probably some in, in middle school. I'm not sure, but at least in high school who've done more to that project than others who have good, good paying jobs, adults. See, this is just an illustration. 
every, we need to understand this church. We need to understand it, not just on this. I'm not just harping on, on the playground. This is an illustration. We need to understand this across the board in the church, in everything that goes on here. Every part has a share. And it's in the effective working of every part that the body grows. And in, in, we, you want the church to grow? A lot of times we, we're looking at church growth and, and we're thinking, well, this is going to bring it. And this is, you know, if we have this or we have that and, and going on in the services. What about if everybody starts doing their share? And are willing to go from one place and level of responsibility to a higher place of responsibility. Willing to take on more. Well, praise the Lord. I tell you, it, it, that's, what, that's what he said. Put that back up. Okay, we went to, to 2 Timothy. But if you go back to 1 Corinthians, um, or, or excuse me, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 again. Verse number 16. The whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Well, I, 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 I don't think I'm supposed to supply thousands of dollars. Well, maybe not. But there's something. There's something. According to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth. What, what, what causes growth of the body? My Wonderful preaching, my, my silvery-tongued erudition, my wonderful charisma, is that what does it? Every part doing its share will cause growth of the body. Could it, could, could it be said that enough parts not doing its share hinders the growth of the body? Could that be said? Could we, could we draw that conclusion? Would that be an automatic uh, conclusion? Yeah. Causes growth of the body for what? For the building up of itself in love. I'm going to tell you, the more you get involved and uh, the, more you, the more responsibility and that you that you take the more sense of ownership you have in the church you can't that you can't divorce those things from one another the more you get involved the more you you have a sense of ownership but also the closer you become to the other members because the more responsibility you have, you, 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 it, that involves working with more people. Maybe you become part of a, of a team that has to work very closely. Well, what's that going to produce? It's going to produce relationship. You know, that's some people's problems. They don't want any relationships. They don't, they don't want any relationships in the church because they don't want anybody getting close to them. But that would be another message. But when you, when you work together... With people, you 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 develop relationships, and you could move to a place where you are in charge of a department. That develops even more relationships. What does that do? It builds up the body in love. In love, the more you are involved with people, the more you sacrifice of yourself, not thinking of yourself more highly than you should, but thinking soberly in line with your gifts and your abilities and what God's uh, blessed you with, the more you contribute that, the more in love with people you become. The more, the more, you, uh, the more you appreciate not only what you're doing, but what other people are doing because you're working together. And if you work in a department, you know that's true. There's teamwork involved, and it creates a bonding that is missing if, if you're not so involved. Now, in, in uh, oh, I didn't realize over 12 o'clock. I was going to tell you real quick how to find your place. Can you, can you imagine me doing that real quick? <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Eventually. 
how to find your place. It's not that hard. 12th chapter of Romans has already laid it out. It's already there in one verse. And I'm not going to read it. Next time. Tells us exactly how to find our place. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you get anything out of this? Amen. Are you offended? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand? Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I I tell you what, I value as a pastor, I'm just talking about as a human being, just as an earthly pastor, I value so much the faithfulness of people. I mean, I value it. And, and people who are faithful and, 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 they've, and they've moved from, from doing a little to taking on more responsibility and more responsibility. And I know with the increased responsibility, there's more work, there's more commitment. It takes more. I, it's not the work. that I mean, I value the work, but more importantly, I value the faithfulness of, of, of people like that. Well, God, God values it far more than I do. He values the faithful. Oh, glory to God. I hope you can see that. I hope you can see that God is calling you and me to greater and greater commitment, greater and greater consecration, greater and greater contribution. Because he's, we sing it all the time. This morning we, we, we talked about it, I think, in the first song. We, other songs, we're coming up higher. Well, there's only way to come up higher. And, and it doesn't involve staying like we are. <laughs> You're not going to move up higher by doing the same thing you've been doing. You'll move up higher by doing more or being more consecrated. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to get everybody to, you know, shuffle positions here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we, we need to be stirred. To make our contribution be meaningful. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord, for helping us this morning. Ministering to us. Glory to God. Stirring us up. I thank you, Lord, for convincing us. Rebuking us. Whatever, exhorting us. Whatever is necessary, Lord. We're grateful. We're grateful for it, Father. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.